It's time for the We Are 90s Kids podcast, also known as WAC W9K. It's a podcast about 90s kids talking about pop culture and much, much more. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Kevin. Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm Andrew. I'm Kevin. And this is the WAC podcast. WAC. Mm, you probably wonder what we're going to talk about today. Well, it gives a given away in the title because we're doing a trip report. Trip report. Let's see if you can guess where we went based on this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for your safety. Oh, 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 oh. I know, I know. Yes? Guess. Not very far. Close. Damn it. Try a little different towards the five, a different direction <laughs> on the five. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I gave up. You were there. We went to Disneyland. Oh my God. That's right. Um, as you, as most people know, or if you don't know, I'm an annual pass holder. Um, but I'm not the only one now in this group. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, y- y- yeah. I too am now a annual pass pass holder. Is that what you wrote, you wrote for me? That's that's what we we call. Well, internally we know them as pass holes. Yes. I, too, am a pass hole. I have more than one hole. Anyway. Uh, Yikes. <laughs> we went there recently, and we're going to be frequenting the Disneyland more often. Yes. Possibly other theme parks. We're seeing what opens up. I'm excited. Um, but, um, yeah, we went recently for the holiday season. That was a fun time. Oh, it's a great time. It was a wild time. Um, we, had a lot of, we did a lot of stuff. We were, we're, you're going to see some photos of that. Yes. Uh, right here, our, our <laughs> and if you're following along on our social, you you probably saw the day where we were filming stuff over at Disney. Yeah, we kind of posted it a little we, bit everywhere. We posted a little bit everywhere, like a little bit here, a little bit there, but mostly here. It was fun. Yeah, was I had a great a good time. time. I, I I'm glad you had a great time. It was uh, so much fun. Um, we did so Max Pass, which we totally recommend. Honestly, like it's just funny because originally, well. I didn't really know too much about FastPass because, again, for me, I haven't been in Disneyland in fucking years. Like, it, the last time I was there, yeah. it was like three years ago, two, two, three years ago. Damn. And even then, I was with uh, people who were foreign to the country, so they didn't know about MaxPass. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. Somewhere. I had no idea what the hell was going Max on. MaxPass is fairly new. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only thing I knew about is um I knew you can get fast passes to certain rides. Right. But as far as I knew it was like a machine. That was as far as I knew. No, we're gonna get rid of those. Yeah. And I'm gonna get rid of them right now. In fact I have one here I'm gonna Oh nice. Uh thanks to the people lovely people at K Log. I'm gonna <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> They're back. Mm. That's what they say about the McRib. Oh no. So that's what they say about our podcast. Oh no. <laughs> They're still here? Gross. Nasty. But anyway, yeah. but we we visited uh, several places, but one place in particular we had a lot of fun in and was uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. That's Honestly, where, yeah. I I've been wanting to be I've been wanting to go to Galaxy's Edge especially because yeah. From before, I had seen so many videos oh, so of people cool. like. Well, first I've seen videos of just enjoying Galaxy's Edge, you know. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> but I've also seen a lot of people look com- at me complain about how bad it is. Really? But see, the thing is, they complain just because they're like, "Oh, what are the kids gonna do?" Like, what? Fuck, fuck them, kids, bro. You're at Disneyland. They don't have to be there. It's like I I'm there because I want to feel like I'm part of a Star Wars thing, and sure. 
maybe it's not exactly from a spot from a movie or something you recognize. Right. I am sorry, but I don't give a fuck. It has a Star Wars feel, and I love it. That's the whole idea. Because here's the thing. when you In themed entertainment, when you are making something based off an intellectual property like Star Wars or something that well-known like Harry Potter, there's a certain expectation that has to be met mm-hmm. when you build these things out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you build these things out, especially like a whole theme park land, which I think personally can it's i'm very particular about but um i won't get into that nitty-gritty detail but i'll say it's very difficult Mm -hmm. because when you have a world big you know as big as star wars a universe yeah you know you you, it's hard to pick and choose what like what do we build Mm -hmm. you know how how do we satisfy the needs of our guests and how do we make it feel like they're part of this universe yeah and like the biggest problem is for like i've seen people say is just it's too star wars for disneyland people and it's not star wars enough for star wars people i think that hits the right line but uh i agree with that sentiment because what people fail to realize is the reason why this planet was created this story that people can follow is because it's not living those adventures you've yeah. seen on the screen. It's not about you going to Tatooine and going into the Maz Eisley or you going to Hoth and, you know, seeing the AT-ATs. Yeah. The point is, is you living your own story in this universe. Yeah. Uh, These I, lores like known throughout the mm-hmm. land and the people are aware of, you know, who the Skywalkers oh, are. Yeah. But, that's not the focus. The focus is on you. Yeah. Figure, you know, having your story unfold in mm-hmm. that land. I think that's the problem, though. Everybody wants to feel the special, like they are the special one, you know? Which is not a bad it's thing. Not, that's why you go to a theme park. Yeah. Though, but but you, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like they want to be essentially, they want themselves to be Anakin. Or like when people, when you show up, they want like all the customers to be like, oh, this is the one, you know, because they, they want that f- magic feel or oh, whatever. Oh, it's the same idea yeah. with Star Tours. Like, <laughs> he's the rebel spy. Yeah, but it's like, mm, no. no. But so, my, my thing is, everyone has a different narrative and story choice in that land. Mm-hmm. And um, you can be a smuggler. You can, yep. you can be part of the resistance. You can be part of the First Order. You can, you can be anything in between. The idea is it's your story that you get to create. Yeah. And create lore. Basically, it's supposed to, supposed to be. Supposed to be. Be like a big Star Wars Ren Fair. Yeah. Which is the idea, you know, the different I foods are themed. The, the idea of the mm-hmm. storytelling that's built throughout the land and the type of, you know, participations like, oh, will you go on this quest with us? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it sucks because like... So many people have all these complaints about it, this and that. But it's like, I genuinely like it. I, for sure, am going back, obviously, for the new ride. Oh, yeah. Um, And probably at the time that this comes out, it's probably gonna we've be already a, ridden the ride. and Most likely. We'll and I already, already know it. for a fact that I'm going to enjoy it. So. Oh, it's the equivalent of, I would say, this generation's Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. type experience. Just a level of storytelling and detail and just i know the cliches using the word immersive but this experience it's not even an attraction it's most honestly an experience that takes you through your own star wars story it's so it's so beautiful and what i love about it what i've seen with you know 
people who's visited the attraction the out in, in Orlando in, yeah. is that if you take pictures at just the right angle, it looks like it just came right out of the movie. Oh, yeah. And that's the whole idea. It's placing you right in the middle of the action. It looks so beautiful. And I think had this open with the land, this is the crown jewel oh, yeah, 100%. of the whole experience. 100%. Because everything else is layered up to build up to this. And I think personally we're going to see this huge huge influx of just if 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 it's in the budget which i think it if, is yeah of entertainment coming into the land to make it even feel more lively once mm-hmm. that's in place and what i'm talking about is cuz it's built for this it's looking yeah. ahead and a lot of play testing as they call it uh droids being oh, out in force and exploring the land with you, uh, going on actual missions, and mm-hmm. and if you've been playing with the Disney, you know, play app in the park and in the land itself, what is going to happen with those credits? Mm-hmm. What can you do with those credits? Uh, so we're going to find out about that very, very soon. Very soon, because you don't just build that stuff and yeah, go and, and do just... something with it. Um, because I was talking about this with you know. I think I can talk about this now. I can, <laughs> uh, we've been talking about this type of stuff and this type of immersion for quite a while. And if you want to get an idea of what originally what they wanted to do with it, uh, the same people who developed that kind of concept did it over at Knott's Berry Farm with Ghost Town Alive. Mm. With that type of immersion and having the story play out throughout the day. A certain event, key events happening, and you going on quests and certain tasks mm-hmm. around the town. Yeah, and you know if cards are played right with Disney, and if they've done this before with operations, if you've seen this like years before, they did an experiment, and maybe you were, you know, some people will remember it. Legends of Frontierland. Yeah, I remember you, that. Um, you would essentially buy land and interact with mm-hmm. the town's folks, and basically play out on this story that's just you know it's a it's it's a role-playing game yeah. at the point so i think we're gonna see more of those elements find its way in now finally it'd be nice to see i mean i know it's gonna yeah. happen anyways but it's just i don't know it's just i i can't believe there would just been so much hate about it but people like well, I don't I know. I mean, with any fandom, we know there's toxic people yeah. in it. Like, um, Star, Star yeah. Wars fandom is just very toxic in general. I, I think most big fandoms, Rick and Morty, yeah. uh, you know, Star Wars, Disney has their toxic for sure. fans. For sure, for sure. And uh, it's a problem because um, Everyone even had- if you're new to it, you should still be able to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't know. It's like, they don't need to know. Yeah. That's I, the way it was designed. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, everybody has their own opinion, but you shouldn't be forcing your opinions onto other people. And I think that's uh, an unfortunate thing. And I know it's just one study, but I like to cite this study right now. They say... Just the generational divide. They say the baby boomers are more sensitive than millennials. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I saw that. The irony. The irony is like, this makes a lot of sense. I. It honestly does make a lot of sense. I mean, considering like we're always hearing complaints about all that. Because it's hard to be offended when you're pretty open-minded. Yeah. But not to say just because you're open-minded doesn't mean you can't. Uh, discern what's tasteful and not yeah. tasteful. Yeah. 
Um, and everyone has their standards, but there's, I think the way you approach it is all about the tact, the way you approach mm-hmm. it. Um, like there's a way you, there's different ways of saying you don't like something. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we take it to such extents to when someone says, um, trying to say they don't like something or, you know, they say they're offended. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you offended? Yeah. Say what you mean. You don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's it, like. What- I was yeah. gonna say one oh, of the yeah. things um, that kind of annoys me too is when like, li- like for example, uh, last year, yeah, when the Pokemon game came out, and so so many people from that fandom they were just complaining and complaining like, oh, look at these graphics, they they were using things, this and that, and there it was one of those things where they're kind of saying like, oh, we don't want to settle for mediocrity, this and that, like we're gonna show them, we're gonna prove them, like they're they're to them they're complaining that it's mediocrity. But the problem is, one, they're comparing it to other things that it shouldn't be compared to. And secondly, if it was really mediocrity, why do people like it type of thing, you know? I was like, I feel like me- mediocrity is just more subjective. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, because some people don't know any better. Yeah. And that's the, I think that's the, the main issue that I, I feel like, no, j- whatever comes out, it doesn't necessarily mean it's mediocrity. Or like mediocre, what's coming out? Because my just, question is right after this, like, well, wait, wait, what did you play there? Yeah, like I, I guess I've been missing out. Yeah, exactly. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure most people now, um, or not most, I should say, a good majority of those people who, when that game came out and they were talking shit on it, now they love it. And so it's just one of those things where it's that's like Beyonce when she puts out a new album. Yeah, it's it, like it, I don't know if I, I love it. And that's yeah. like the next few weeks. Yeah, and it's just it's it's easy to hate and like critique things behind the scenes or without even really knowing which sucks oh no people do that all the time it's like 10 years ago when the ipad came out people's like it's just a gigantic iphone yeah which is not it, it's, it's more than not, that yeah uh and it's evolved to be more than that but that was the initial the initial basis but it's like one of the best-selling consumer products mm-hmm. of all time so it's like well people love that big ass yeah. iphone you're shitting on yeah uh, so you know, tell me what why like lots of people win mm-hmm. them. Like if you look at the market, it's only like for tablets. It's like maybe services and iPads. That's about yeah. it. Honestly, yeah, no Android tablets whatsoever. Really. Yeah, they they started off. Android started with tablets, but they right. totally fell apart. No, they they're like we can't compete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just <sighs> toxicity is everywhere. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, I mean, but we. We're glad for those innovate. Like, what sucks too is a lot of times, people who like those people, who, essentially just talk shit and throw a bunch of negativity out there and convince other people about it, of that their opinion. They convince other people, um, with their opinions. The problem is that, typically, tends to lead to less and less innovation, creativity, new things coming out because people are constantly shitting on it and then records or like for small companies like sales drop and like they just decide to abandon things all all together things like that and it sucks i think i think it's just one of those things where i appreciate all the innovation all the innovators always trying to think of something new thinking of new things this and that but i mean god i just wish people weren't so negative from the get-go you know well that's that's just human nature i think anytime when there's change in the system Nobody likes change. Nobody likes change. It's the only thing that you can count on that is consistent is change. Yeah. Um, but to be great is sometimes just to be misunderstood. True, true. 
and take that how you want to take that. But I, 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 I agree with the statement because we see one thing, mm-hmm. people think it's crazy, mm-hmm. but you know the other sides. One day it's going to end up becoming yeah. integrated in everything. No, agreed. Like you say, oh, that's ridiculous. They'll never, and then it ends up it, working. Yep. Which I love about life, I think, is Bet on new technology. sometimes the most ridiculous concepts and ideas end up being the ideas that win. Yeah. And we carry forward. It just takes, sometimes it just takes longer than it should. But I mean, at the end of the day, it gets there, right? Oh, yeah. It's timing. It's mm-hmm. honestly timing when when something is just about ripe and ready to go. Like, we, you know, we have the right interface for people to interact with this. And. But, you know, the pricing is just right. Like, yeah. it's not pricing people out, and a lot of people get their hands on it. God, that's a problem, too. Just oh, yeah. buying things. I mean, gas itself is so expensive nowadays. Ugh. And, like, I remember back in the day when it first rose up to, like, 4 or $5, and people were like, oh, like, they were complaining, this and that. Oh, we, we're not My even going to buy cars. Couldn't go that. to Disneyland. Yeah, right? And I mean, then, it's just really hard now. Yeah, and then it, it dropped back down, which is great. We all enjoyed it. We were all like, "Oh, like we understand now how bad gas can get." Like, let's let's make sure we can go places. My gas gets pretty bad after. Oh, you're talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, no, that's petrol. That's and right. then, um, and then now it's increasing again. So it's just one of those things where it's like, well, fuck, hmm. where am I going to go? Well, I don't know about you, but your cyber truck definitely helps. Um, it does. It's great. Yeah, look at that engine. One of my favorite things about uh, Galaxy's Edge is the food. And not because I'm fat. I mean, that's one of the few reasons. But the the point is... (laughs) The food is good. The food is not only good, but the theming with the food, with the land, is Mm -hmm. just so beautifully done. I think... I was going to say, what's funny, too, for me is, like... Obviously, I had never eaten there. Because I just recently had discovered Galaxy's Edge. And... uh, what happened with me was like when I was reading online because obviously ordering online is great. Right. Definitely order online. Mobile ordering. Oh my god, so much easier. Uh, what I was gonna say is like when I see when I saw the food like the picture and then like what they described it as. Right, right. It wasn't necessarily appetizing to me. Like I w- it wasn't what I was craving. I don't know. I was just like I don't know. It's not. It's not what I want. But after having the food, that's when I realized the picture doesn't do it justice. No, like at all. Like seeing seeing what it is, and even re- reading the ingredients, that doesn't do it justice. Honestly, you need to try the food there because it is a lot better than what you see. If that makes sense, it it, it tastes better than what it looks. Yes, there you go. That's what I mean. And I think it's weird, like balancing act, especially when you develop food for a brand new land. You know, like with Harry Potter, that was pretty easy. Like, okay, we got to have butter beer. Yeah. We have to have, you know, English fair, a pub mm-hmm. fair. Um, with Star Wars, like, well, what does the food look like? What is it? Yeah. You know, what's it kind of like on different planets that's similar to food we have in ours? Mm-hmm. It, it, anytime you visit a different country, there's going to be foods normally you're alien to. You're not familiar with. Definitely. So having that aspect, I mean, you know, not all, it, it is immersive, but it, but like, you know, you know, you're not going to find your standard hot dog. Definitely, you're not going to yeah. find your standard hamburger. But I mean, at the same time, all that stuff is on the right other parts of Disneyland too. Exactly. So, right. Like if you're going to 
eat at Galaxy's Edge, be expected to eat something that's a little different than what you're used to. Right. You're you're on a new planet. Yeah. Like you're on Batu. You're mm -hmm. eating like you know, like Ronto's Roasters, you know. Oh, like yeah. You're eating like that that makes sense. Like I would see myself in a Star Wars, you know, universe eating that. And then like the tip yip is basically like a chicken type dish. You can yeah. get it like grilled or you know, fried, which it's is good, delicious. It's one of my favorite dishes. You know what? I really like the the seating arrangement too, in general. Which is oh, it's like, so cool. Out, like whether you're outside or inside, whatever you're gonna like, where you're gonna eat, it just looks so nice. And the the atmosphere just feels it feels like you're part of it. That's the whole idea. There's sights and sounds everywhere. It's beautifully detailed. Anywhere you look, they really put their money where their mouth is, mm -hmm. and I think that's important, especially when you're you're dealing with. Uh, a fandom and a mm -hmm. property that's been around for like over over thirty years. God, it's so, it's been around for a long time and the, quite a while. The, the funny thing is, like, all we know, obviously, all everybody really knows is the whole story of the Skywalker. You know, uh, the whole legacy of Anakin Skywalker, what he did, and then the most recent movie and all that stuff. How it's it's essentially nine movies all together for the full right. story. The thing is, like. Although that's all we know, I would I want to see more expand. I want to see more stuff that don't just necessarily revolve around that. Even right. if they make their own, I would be okay with it because I'd be willing to just see. Like I would love to see a whole new era, you know, because they've already set the groundwork for this whole universe. Oh, the Mandalorian's doing fine. Yeah, you know? I mean, it proves to show that we don't always need a focused trilogy to tell a story. Oh, yeah, sometimes no, it's not the best way to tell a story. Mm -hmm. But now with having avenues that's direct to people like Disney Plus. Oh yeah. There's opportunities for storytelling in a way that we haven't had the chance to do before with budgets that, you know, weren't possible maybe five or six years ago. Oh, honestly. And then like because uh, obviously oh Mandalorian itself is great. I can't wait for season two. Um, I I want to see... I don't know if it's necessarily just me, but I want to see the time before basically episode one where kind of like how they have the video games of like the Old Republic, things like that, where it was just a bunch of essentially Sith Lords, like people just trying to take over their own territory and how the Jedi wasn't even... The Jedi weren't even one cohesive togetherness, collective, like one whole collective in itself. And I would love to just kind of see, I just want to see, you know, I want to really see their prime. I want to see what they can do with lightsabers. And because, you know, they, they sell so many, how you can create your own in Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge. I would love to see, you know, all these other crazy kinds of combinations, all these other like stuff that people do, you know? Well, it's funny you say that because inherently built into the land, there's so much story. Like one of my favorite details is if you go in the cantina, look outside the cantina, you, you can yes. see the battle scars of, you know, battles that have taken oh, place yeah. in the cantina. You know, like it's someone's so brought beautiful. out a blaster yeah. and like, uh-oh, something happened here. And I won't say where, but there's certain books mm. about uh, Black Spire Outpost. If you read them, you'll know why those marks are there. Oh, yeah. And that just really deepens the lore of that land. Mm -hmm. It makes you part of that interconnected story that we're telling. There. Yeah. Um, which is great. But um, 
just the idea of just theme parks in general. Oh, yeah. The idea of escapism and being able to build the things you want on your imagination, <sighs> uh, be... myth and legends, movies, TV, and be able to realize those places for people and have you know and be able to step into them oh yeah it's i mean it's a re- it's it's an unbelievable feeling yeah i mean that's part of the whole like our whole it's not universe i was about to say universe uh it's the whole lifestyle that we've created uh as people you know constantly trying to work for money and then the fact that we're constantly losing money paying off other things because you know everything revolves around money and the problem is or not the problem i should say the thing is everybody wants an escape and everybody escapes in different ways. Agreed. And so, obviously, some people do video games. Uh, other people make music, and so on, and so on, and so on. Like, you know, there's endless, essentially endless types of things that people oh, do yeah. for escapism. And for me, this is theme parks. Yeah, and with theme parks, it's like, sure, it would be cool if you had like fans of the Nickelodeons, The Last Airbender. Sure, that'd be a great land to have. Actually, I'd love to work on that. Yeah, and it'd be amazing. I don't know why we're not building it. (laughs) Yeah, but the only problem is, I mean, not the only problem, but one of the problems could be is like, where are we going to build it? And then like, who, how, where are you going to get the budget? Like, it just keeps going on and going and going. Will kids still recognize this? Yeah, and it's it's that's the other thing that's worrisome. Yeah, like these things. Like, oh, wouldn't this be a great ride? Yeah, and and great land. But the problem, it, it starts getting into the the threshold of like, well, fuck. Are people even going to recognize this anymore? Is it relevant to yeah. the audience then? I think that's... And will it last? When, will the relevance last? Exactly. And that's why you're fi- you know, finding stories that resonate with people with universal like truths and mm-hmm. values. That's why you like... I think Harry Potter is one of the biggest ones oh, of yeah. this past century. For sure. And I say century. I mean, like, this is gonna span, it's gonna, like, it's going to span for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, for the reason being that there's just universal truths in there and just beautiful world building that, I mean... Seeing people's reactions when they visit the Wizarding World of Harry yeah. Potter for the very first time, if that doesn't tell you why mm-hmm. these lands are re- relevant and important to people now, as yeah. they will be 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from mm-hmm. now, I mean, that yeah. that should already tell you what types of things mm-hmm. and stories we you know tell and should be building. Yeah, and the, I think the, thing, the, the cool thing about, like, let's say, Harry Potter, for example, not only is it going to stay around for years because... Obviously, people our age now are huge fans of it. So I mean, there's children named like yeah. Albus and 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 the, like yeah. the crazy part is like even if they stop making movies or whatever, there's the the people our age and who are older who the have books? kids they're gonna yeah. they're gonna be sharing the knowledge and then if they go to the theme parks they're gonna be ex- exposed to it anyway. So it right. just keeps triggering on a cycle type of thing. And I feel like at that point, not saying that people really would want to see essentially a reboot type of thing or a side story. But uh, if it keeps going down the line, I'm sure they probably will, which at the end of the day, you got to think, are you going to be upset that it's not your original, what you're used to? Or are you going to be upset that you're, that you let this whole fandom essentially die out because you were too stubborn and too against new things or like rebooting or things like that. And that's what I think initially comes with the issue of, um, Having very specific like movie tie-ins to yeah. lands. Not to say that I don't enjoy them. I think there's some merit. Like lands, eh, ride, just individual rides. Sure, yeah. I think it makes sense. That's why I think Disneyland, or anytime you see a theme park, you're not dedicating it to like an entire 
like movie. You're like, yeah. this is the adventure land. What would what kind of adventures can we put yeah. in there? It already like it makes it, it has you think like, oh, what can we scheme up for yeah. adventures? Like, okay, Indiana Jones goes really well there. Yeah, it does. What else could go really well there? Um Pirates. Pirates can go really well there and it can go there if it wants to go yeah. there. Uh like you, you There's think a about lot of these, things that you can do. Exactly. Yeah. It gives you the freedom to be able to do these different yeah. types of adventures because when you do a single movie-based land or several movies-based several, land, yeah. you're kind of locked Limited into what to, kind of stories you can yeah. tell You know, with these adventures. Mm-hmm. And then the other unfortunate side effect of that is if we're not careful... When developing, you know, these types of stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, to even just manage to try to put in a story, we oh, can get yeah. carried away with putting too much backstory yeah. to the point where if you don't know this backstory, this will this not click one... with you, and there's no point in doing yeah. it at all. It should, like, for example, the Indiana Jones adventure, right? Like, you don't have to, to know what that movie is. Because yeah. what... The Q line does yeah. beautifully done. It's like, you're going to go on an adventure. You're in a temple, mm-hmm. and you're going to seek out one of three things. Mm-hmm. Have at it. Basically. Like, the, like, that's all you need yeah. to know, and you don't even need to know the movies. Mm-hmm. With Galaxy's Edge, the way it's laid out, it's the same idea. If you have never seen Star Wars before, which is very yeah. unlikely, but it happens, mm-hmm. you know, will this land resonate with you? Oh, yeah. As a, like... As designers that go out there and when you're crafting something, it needs to be able to read to many different audiences. That, that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, there's a reason why they only built Star Wars land in like only Western parts of the world. Yeah. Because they grew up with it and, you know, with it, it has a stronger, yeah. yeah, it has a stronger resonance compared to people from outside of there. Agreed. And then you look in like places like China mm-hmm. and Southeast Asia. Uh, not as familiar with these characters yeah. that you know a lot of people grew up with. Yeah, and like don't get me wrong, I'm sure they like. There's people out there that know it. There's people who love it as just as much as we oh, do. Oh right, no, but agreed. It, it's just it's more localized though out here in that sense. It's more westernized. Yeah, I would say, and not as not that they don't they're not familiar with it, but they're not as familiar as they would want to yeah. be when they experience it. But the, the, it's a it's a delicate balancing act yeah. when you're developing these types of things. It always is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can talk about it more when we come back. No, if if you found this interesting, just the idea of like designing things. Yeah, like, we have a lot more to say. We can we have a lot more to say, and we can bring some people on because mm-hmm. I have some connections. Yeah. I can try to see if they're like, hey, do you want to talk about you know I don't know nice. design and stuff? Yeah, it's that is nice. I think um, I think we're gonna wrap it up right about here. I think someone's telling us we should yeah, kind of end it. So uh, we'll talk to you guys later. And, yeah, um, stay it, it, tuned. If you we'll, want more, we'll be back. Just let us know. I Tell us what that. you want to see here. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. And thank you everybody for listening to We Are the Nineties Kids. We're the Nineties Kids, otherwise known as Whack. Andrew, where can they find us? 
If you like listening to WAC, you can find us on Google Podcasts and other streaming platforms like Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at W9K Podcast, as well as our Twitter. And if you like what you're hearing, you can find some additional content on YouTube with the WAC Vlogs. Yeah. Well, we hope to hear you guys soon or listen to us soon. How does this work? Uh, no, it's a podcast, us. right? They the, can't hear us? No, they see us. They only hear us. What? Oh, well. Wait. Well, that's whack. See you guys who, later. Who are you talking to? What See is what this? Oh, help. <laughs>